Hello, this is Hawaiian.news, your online factual news for local news you can trust. Today is November 16th, Wednesday, in Hilo, Hawaii. Today, I am with a known local artist, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to him, the audience. Please, introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, my name is Keone Payton. I go by the online art, artist moniker known as Painkillers. <laughs> Keone, how long have you been interested in art? My whole life. It's like kind of the only thing that was uh, pretty decent at. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, right now, we're in Hilo, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. How has that affected you as a person or an artist being on the island of Hawaii, in the state of Hawaii, in the city of Hilo? Um, well, so I moved, you know, when after I started my business, which was Farmer's Market Away, uh, I moved over here and I had, um, you know, it's a lot more laid back. Uh, I was searching for an office space out here because where I lived, uh, we don't even have internet. We have, they have internet now in the seven years that I've, or eight years that I've been here. But when I first moved to my house, they didn't have internet. So I used to have to, to send all my graphic files and my video files. I have to go to a Starbucks or a Coffee Bean and email them from, from there. So, you know, um, I was looking for a, a small office and I came across this really cool space, a little bit bigger than I wanted it to be. But, you know, um, when I looked at the space, it was right there on Bayfront and there was a lot of traffic going through. And I was like, hey, you know what, maybe I could turn the front of this office you know, and um, put that in a, like a little gallery and a retail area because people are always trying to buy my art off me when I just really needed an office space. So I talked to my um, old partners at the time and they were like, okay, well, you know, we had allocated this amount for your office. So if you paid a difference, then no problem. So I was like, yeah, I agreed to that. I was like, okay, I'll pay the difference. Well, let me ask you this. You, you clearly, you're artistic, you're, you're an artist, but what does the word artist mean to you as an individual coming from Hawaii? Um, people have different interpretations. I noticed when I came into your store, a lot of artwork related to the history and the culture and heritage of Hawaii. Why is that important to you as an artist? Um, it's, it's where I pull, you know, I was born and raised here. Um, it's where I pull a lot of my inspiration from. And, um, you know, growing up, I saw all these other brands out there, you know, as, as a kid from Hawaii and looking at, you know, Western culture, there are all these popular streetwear brands and I didn't feel like connected with them. So I wanted to give like the kids of Hawaii a streetwear brand that they could connect with and, and identify with them. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up as a child, as a teenager, what artistic skill sets did you have at that time? I just basically I just like drawing and um, then I got you know through movies <laughs> Beach Street and breaking and you know um, rap uh, hip-hop culture I got into graffiti so it was it, which was really cool because you know I put my instead of keeping it on a paper I put it on walls yeah and um, you know when you tell anybody you know that that was me because obviously I get in trouble and get arrested but it was really cool to hear their feedback on it. Like, oh, that's cool. And, oh, I really like that. Did you see? And, you know, 
it was this this fun thing within myself. Like, I couldn't, like, tell them that, hey, I'm the one that did that. You know what I mean? Because you want to get arrested, right? But you got to hear, um, you got to hear the public's perspective and honest opinion on it. You know, and what they thought about, like, like the graffiti and stuff that I was doing. So, going forward from being a teenager to your 20s, when did you start to learn technology as a tool for art? Um, well, I was always like, you know, I collected comic books and coins. And, I, you know, I did some wild street shit. But, you know, I was kind of just always a closet nerd, you know, compared to like the people I ran with. Now, I noticed you deal with a lot of high-tech equipment related to art. What kind of software are you using nowadays? Adobe. <laughs> just Adobe Creative Suite. And I tell everybody, like, uh, they do a monthly fee, which is, you know, I'm trying to still, like, get used to that because sometimes I just like to pack my computer and, and then go someplace that without internet, but you can't, you can't access the, um, the software anymore. You need Wi-Fi to access the software. So that's part of what I don't like about the Creative Suite. But what I do like about it is, is you know, they offer uh, some, some tutorials, a lot of tutorials, and it branches off. And depends on which package you pick, you can learn other software related to it and import it and play with it in, in, on different uh, programs. What specific suite of Adobe software, because there's so many applications in the company of Adobe. Yeah, yeah. Most listeners know Adobe Acrobat, which is only one program, software program from Adobe. What particular software program from the Adobe suite that you work with the most? Um, there, there's not just one. The, the most, though, I would have to say is probably Photoshop. And uh, it's only because uh, I had a friend that, you know, taught me how to use Photoshop. And although I should be using Illustrator because it's better for what I do, you know, I kind of prep all the work in Photoshop and I'll just email it to, um, you know, one of my um, my employees. And I said, OK, I tech back this, you know, and we'll make the adjustments accordingly for T-shirt designs and, and, and clothing designs. Now, right now at your store, you have... Well, what for sale? Your artwork. I see shirts, uh, sweatshirts, and sweatpants. Could you describe some of that uh, attire and why you chose those colors and that design? Um, well, it's it's really seasonal, and I and um, I've always been a sneakerhead, so I kind of match the things that I come out with with upcoming or very popular sneaker colorways. That's like what's popular is is a bread colorway. Bread is just an um, it's an acronym for bread, black and red, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I come up with something like that, it's just to match that style of shoe, the bread colorway shoes, you know. And, of course, comfort is a top priority for you. Yeah, which is why I do a lot of sweats, sweatsuits now, like, during this. And that's, that's this whole thing about the pandemic, you know. We were forced to stay home, and a lot of us spent more time in, in our bedrooms and around the house more, so... I kind of gravitated toward just being comfortable. And now that I'm just comfortable, I just go everywhere in these sweatsuits and I wear them every day. I got like four of the same colorway. The one uh, dominant um, logo or symbol I see a lot in your attire, your clothing line, your artwork, and even some of your paintings 
is a sweatshirt you have now. What does that symbol mean? Can you explain to our listeners who are not from Hawaii? Oh, okay, yeah. So this is just like, um, this is our logo. And our logo was kind of fashioned. It was, it's like a, it pulls inspiration from a few different things. One, growing up, I always thought Transformers was a cool cartoon and I had Transformer toys. And I always liked the Decepticon and the Autobot logos. So it kind of pulls from that, but also pulling from my own culture, which, you know, there were popular things called um, kiis or, or tikis. Um, traditionally, we call them ki. Uh, but a lot of people know them as tikis. So it was kind of just a mixture of those two things. And, you know, having a really good, solid base logo where, you know, on, on coming out. And if, if I cut this in half, you would still know what it is. If I covered three-fourths of it, you would still know what it is. You know, so I think that's, as a designer, you always want to create a logo that has that recognition that brand recognition in the public and if some of the listeners want to come in and see your clothing line and your artwork how would they be able to come in person if they are visiting the big island of hawaii around the town of hilo where could they visit your store uh right here on calvi street we're loaded located um there's actually just two main strips in downtown hilo so one would be bayfront and we're located on the one just adjacent, like right up the road from the so it's a second one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to find you online, how could they find you online? Um, probably through social media. I'm pretty active on social media. Um, my 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 screen name on social media is Painkillers, one word, lowercase. Um, and my brands are Farmers Market Hawaii and Broken Hardened. I'm curious about the farmer's market. What inspired you to do that? Farmer's market, because it was a farmer's market. How I envisioned farmer's market um, coming into uh, fruition was as a local artist, just, just, just solving some problems I had as a local artist, wanting to build my portfolio, wanting to work with brands and do design for brands to build my portfolio and also to make a little money. So I wanted to create a hub a brand that I could buy from budding artists, you know, that I could buy something from them, purchase a design, put it on a t-shirt and have them, you know, it's kind of like a cross promotional thing where, you know, um, I sell out all my designs, all my t-shirts and stuff. So it'd be able for, you know, it'd be a win-win if I took one of their designs, put it on my shirts, paid them some money and also gave them part of my platform also. And kind of, you know, bump up on the ladder. I was like, you're also an artist. Check his art out too. He works over here. If you guys want to buy cool art, go see him. His name is da-da-da or whoop-de-whoop, you know. Prior to this interview, we chit-chatted about NFT. Can you explain to the audience what is NFT to you and how does it play a role for you as an artist? Okay. Good thing. Um, you know, NFT stands for non-fungible token. And what happened with this, when the, this, these NFT projects started like, you know, um, breaking out, me and my partner was just like, he, he sent me an article on an NFT project. And, you know, so I did the deep dive, did my research and stuff. And, you know, I called him back. I was like, man, this, this thing is for us. We're artists. So what this, what an NFT does is it actually attaches your artwork 
and gives it a title like a car. Okay, so if I wanted to sell you a car, it comes with the title, right? Yes. Okay, so if, if I didn't have the title, you wouldn't be purchasing a, you would still have the physical car, mm -hmm. you know, but you couldn't resell it because nobody wants to touch it. It could be stolen, you know. So just in, in the art world, if you bought one of our NFTs, it comes with this smart contract to say this is a one of one and here's the digital contract and it transfers ownership. And sometimes transferring ownership, um, our NFT project, the Angry Native NFT project, also comes with a, a release of rights. So on your particular piece of artwork, and I sell t-shirts, and I sell, I've sold thousands of t-shirts, you're buying a piece of artwork. And with this piece of artwork, it also allows you to put it on t-shirts, put it on posters, put it on canvases. Even though I created the stuff you bought, you basically purchased this artwork from me and Lucky, but now you become owner of it, and it's your own brand. And you you can use it as a, uh, was a vehicle of, of, you know, a secondary income or something, you know. And who is Lucky? Uh, Lucky's my partner, Dante Orpillo. Okay. And how long have you been friends? <sighs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah, dude, we met in prison. We met in federal prison, man. Uh, and how important was art to your rehabilitation in society? Oh, everything. You know, um, man, we're stuck in Oregon. And it was just like when we were, we were just drawing and painting and stuff, in a room, the room could be anywhere in the world. It wasn't in prison, you know what I mean? So we had that, uh, you know, that, that thing where it's just two friends, man. It's just creating cool shit that we like and, you know, bouncing ideas back and forth. And, you know, I'd look at some of his stuff. He's a phenomenal artist. So I'd look at some of his stuff and it'd be nicer than mine's, which would, you know, I'd want to make something nicer. I'd scrap the whole project, throw it away. I got to come up with something super sick man because that's super sick what inspires you to continue <clears throat> to do your artwork is there a particular person a family member or the state of hawaii i mean the big island is a natural wonder of geolo geological wonders uh, the weather here is amazing uh, sunrise sunset it's just amazing how wonderful the ecosystem survives and it's so rich and vibrant so how important is being in Hawaii to your artwork? What inspires you to go forward in the morning and say, I'm inspired to do this artwork? Well, if, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I fucking love what I do, man. And what would you tell the new, younger uh, students on artwork? What should they know about NFT or computer programs to get forward moving forward with artwork in their lives i think to be a successful artist you have to tap into the core of art and why you're doing it you know if it's a, if you're looking for a you know a, another vehicle of of vehicle of for finance you're in it for the wrong reason already because there's fucking truth to being the starving artist man and you gotta work your way there and you know, uh, expect to be broke 10 years of your, your art career. You know, um, there's, there's, you know, there's um, outliers to any situation or industry, but expect to be, not make any money doing art for at least 10 years. Build your name, build your portfolio, fuck with people, work with people, you know. Mm -hmm. What would you say in the future, 
Would you be willing to travel to other cities to show your artwork and art shows? Oh yeah, I've done that. Mm -hmm. Where at? Uh, Honolulu Design Center. Uh, it was my first art show being released. And it's actually what led me to getting a above minimum wage job. <laughs> <laughs> and what other projects are you doing? Now? I noticed in your store you had this mural of one, your logo, essentially. Um, are you doing any other large projects with murals? Uh, murals, yeah. So we do murals wherever we get the opportunity. Most, most of the time, it's, you know, it's funded out of pocket by myself and Lucky. And, you know, what we've learned during that process is, man, it, changed, it changes the whole vibe and energy of essentially the block that we, we, we do our art on. And, um, you know, I think it's super important to change that energy of someplace that's beaten down. So, like, on the side of our building, we have, like, tags and, and like, you know, like, gang graffiti or whatever that just goes up all the time. Now, when you put a mural up, even they respect it, you know. Only an idiot or an asshole would go and do something over that, you know. So when you see a blank, clean wall, you know, you're asking to get tagged. But when you see a, a beautiful mural, culturally inspired, you know, that you feel like, hey, this is part of the community. I don't want to, even if you don't, you know, um, recognize that up front, it, it's subliminal, subconsciously you recognize that and you leave those those pieces of artwork alone. So, you know, it beautifies the community and it stops the um, the regular, you know, gang graffiti and tagging and stuff like that. Hawaii has a unique climate. It constantly rains, uh, plenty of sunshine, and a lot of wind. And of course, a lot of humidity. Those factors I just mentioned, what challenges does it present to you as an artist painting on the outside because clearly weather has <laughs> adverse effects. What precautions or special techniques are you doing in this adverse climate of Hawaii? Oh, uh, yeah, you just Google the weather. <laughs> Look for like a, 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 you know, a little window of good weather. But yeah, you're totally right because, you know, rain will fuck it all up and it becomes more expensive, you know. So if we, if we, if we, so if we buff a, a wall, and prep a wall and then during that and then it rains the next day you know um, somebody that just does like tag that does tagging or vandalism they don't care it's a nice brand new white wall or, or you know colored single color wall so they'll go and tag it in the meantime so we have to keep on prep keeping it prepped and, and maintaining that until we're ready and the weather allows us to come in and paint so it just becomes a little bit more expensive and we're on nature's you know clock basically what precautions or examples can you have i should say that you had where the weather kind of made a unique challenge to your mural projects um well so if we do something like out like we did in the alley right here the first time we did it too um we did a lane closure so we have to apply for the permitting for the lane closures you know um, so that way cars driving by don't get over spray paint on them or you know they're running through paint and spreading it you know throughout the town or whatever but um yeah so we did all this pre prep work rented a lift got everything kind of lined up and ready then it just was pouring rain and the rain and we only had the um we only had the permit for a couple of days 
So we could we weren't even able to work on those couple of days, you know. And we had the we had to return the lift and the lift was I think it was well like a thousand dollars a week. So it gets pretty expensive. So, you know, now we've 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 invested in these murals out of our personal pocket. Now it's kinda of catching on. Now people are saying, Hey, can you paint one like that on my wall? Okay, we can. But this is this is the cost of it and this is what we like to make off of it, you know. So you know, um, if if you're still cool with that, you know, we'll still do it. Well, definitely, art plays an important role in society and throughout humankind and throughout history. Is there a specific theme that you want to share with the audience that would inspire them to come to visit your store when they're visiting Hawaii? Um, I think you told me how many gods were there in the Hawaiian mythology? Oh, there's thousands. You know, and, and you know, the Native Hawaiians believe that. Um, Everything was connected, yeah. Everything has value. Hmm. Now, what's your ethnic background? I am Hawaiian. So, <laughs> basically, I'm whatever they needed well, workforce that they needed to, like, boat over here to work the plantations. That's what I am. So, I'm Hawaiian, uh, Japanese, Chinese, Portuguese, Irish, and Cherokee Indian. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And so, once again, if the audience wanted to find you, you're in downtown Hilo. What are your hours of operation in your studio? Um, 10 to 5. Most times you can find us here before that, but our operational hours where, you know, um, we're going to be there is between uh, 10 in the morning to 5 in the evening. Now, I saw some artwork outside, uh, a skateboard. Um, why would you do art on a skateboard? What inspired you to do that? Oh, because you know when we're when we're there's all these um there's all these mainland brands or American brands you know that um you know I just wanted to make something that kids from Hawaii that are traveling the world like if you saw my skateboard you'd be like hey that's a Leomano you know um are you from Hawaii to create that conversation and dialogue you know and what does Leomano mean a Leomano a lay of a lay of teeth from the shark okay. And of course, also saw baseball caps. You have baseball caps, sweatshirts, and sweatpants for both uh, women and men, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What sizes? Um, from extra small to typically most t-shirts up to 3X or sometimes 5X. Mm -hmm. And for the sweatsuits and, you know, other um, cut and sew items, you know, uh, probably about 2X, sometimes 3X. Mm -hmm. And of course, do you have any plans in the near future to do an art show with your art? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, yeah, actually, I'm flying to Oahu next month uh, to do PopCon. So I'll be a featured artist at PopCon. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for this interview. It's been very enlightening. This is not the last interview with you, the local artist in Hilo. I am very delighted. Today has been very enlightening. I recommend all listeners listening to this, um, locals and visitors, to come on by downtown Hilo. We'll list the address and hours of operation on hawaiian.news and encourage you to come and visit this amazing artist that has inspiration for so many other artists. So this has been a wonderful interview. And as always, thank you for listening. Hawaiian.news, your local news you can trust.